welcome back to week three of In the Vault. Um, our picks maybe haven't been great so Speak far. Speak for yourself. I needed all, all three of my college football picks last week. Or excuse me, my NFL picks last week. I didn't personally bet on them, but had I... I man. don't remember my single game picks, but the um, I believe we were in the Nebraska will win camp. Yes, which we were. F- I'm, not, I'm not ready to say Colorado is actually good, but I am ready to say Nebraska is very, that, very bad. That's the one from last week that I was like, we, yeah, we kind of stood on a ledge I think, with that. One. I think the process was right there. Yeah. I, I would do the same thing again. Um, but I know I have. This is. Not good pocket. I have no idea how my single games went, but my futures are not looking good already. Pretty much all of them. Other than my guy Drew Aller. That that one's looking okay. Did you you have Shadour for, for Heisman? I mean yeah, he's, he's but not that's, gonna win it, but eventually he'll give you a fat cash. Right. Out. That's that's I just gotta play the when do I cash out game, which I think is going to be after Colorado State. Yes. Yeah. So it could be this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But uh yeah. Another big week of football. Where do you want to start with uh uh, I say I say let's start in New York. Honestly, probably the biggest biggest story in in sports right now. Aaron Rodgers basically dead. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers going down. It. So I don't. You hadn't turned the game on yet, right? No, you texted me. I think just something to the effect of LOL, and I'm like, what's going on? It. Uh, I mean, it's almost a cruel joke. I I have no dog in the fight with the Jets. No dog in the fight with Aaron Rodgers. Like I liked him in Green Bay. He's fine. Not a huge, not a huge fan. I'm not not a fan. I like him. Um, the a, Jets. Not a ayahuasca fan. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> the Jets. Kind of the same thing. Like good storyline when they're good. I don't dislike them. I was very excited to watch Aaron Rodgers, like as a Jet, kind of rebirth, especially with Garrett Wilson. Four snaps and like he went down and I. You knew it was either he was sandbagging or something very bad happened because the hit was not bad. Yep. He didn't they showed replays, he didn't get twisted up. Um I mean that I just think that's very unfortunate. A a little like funny, not funny, but a like a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit? Did you see any of the uh barstool stuff with um so the New York office had a big watch party for it? And I don't know if you're familiar with Clemmer. He's one of the New York guys. And before the game, he's talking to KFC, and he's like, I woke up like just so nervous this morning. I have not been this excited, nervous for a game since after the year, the AFC Championship, and Vinny, Vinny Testaverde blew his Achilles out in the first quarter. He's like, that's what he wow. said. Wow. Yeah. Um, so he spoke that one into existence. I love Billy football when it's clear that Rodgers is hurt. He claims Rodgers was sitting to slow the game down Definitely. after four snaps. <laughs> Got to slow it down. But it was, I mean, that's bad for Jets fans. That's brutal. My favorite bit of coverage was Greeny oh, from the night. That so, <laughs> like, he had his little party. He said he, his friends were over. All of his friends were over <laughs> pretending to be over. Which real was just get up, boy. people. <laughs> and oh, poor Greeny. That picture was 10 out of 10 that his wife posted. She she's doing them dirty. Oh, yeah. And Dominique's laughing in the background. So funny. The first time I looked at it, I didn't even catch that. I was just focused in on him. Oh my gosh. It, Poor it, Greeny. And then Zach Wilson came in, did not look good. I mean, they won, but he did not look good. And 
I stand by what I said with the preseason on them. The rest of that team is so low. That defense is nasty. That might be the best defense in the NFL. That defense is nasty. And they have a very good running back in Brees Hall and a good running back in Dalvin Cook. They have a very good wide receiver in Garrett Wilson and a good wide receiver in Alan Lazard. Um, it, they just need a quarterback, and they don't have it. I mean, it can't be Zach. Like, they have to replace him. There has to be some sort but of But we've been talking – who? I had one idea that I'd love to see, but, like – other than that, which will never happen, we'll get to, but Andrew Luck. Oh, that would be amazing. He, I, I mean, he was an elite quarterback when he left. Granted, that was five years ago, and I think he's like 30 pounds lighter now. I don't know. I, it would be very interesting. It would be a very interesting like social experiment just to see what happens, how people react to him. I, I would very much – I mean, obviously, it's not going to happen, but it would be cool. Um, some, of the, some of the names you floated in free agency are absolute trash. Like I'm not Very sure they're any better than than Zach Wilson. The big name out there that I think is a, is a perfect match would be Jameis. Like Jameis is a guy that, I mean, he he can kill you. He ha, he has killed teams before, um, but I mean, he's not going to kill you any more than Zach Wilson. And there's so much more upside with him than with Zach. So much more upside, and I would I would argue the floors are pretty similar between the two. Jameis's like, floor is higher. You think slightly. so? Yeah. I mean, he throws a lot of picks too, but. More picks than they what both have. Wilson would do over. They both over do years. have very low floors, mm-hmm. but Jameis for sure has higher upside. I think it's Taysom time. Just get my man in there, get him every snap behind, behind under center, and let's just see what happens. What would I it was, take to get one of the best football players of all I was time? Told he was one of the greatest <laughs> football players of all time. I mean, I think you'd have to give up multiple ones. So that was that was during the the Saints game. I don't even know what announcer that was. One of the strangest statements I've ever heard on on TV. Obviously, he's trying to make a point that, like, he can play this position. Ross Tucker. He can play this position. He can block. He can do all this. It just came out as extremely butt stupid. Apparently, he then went on to compare Taysom Hill to Jim Thorpe. So, I mean, I <laughs> just keep digging, my man. Um, so, people have been dancing on Josh Allen the grave after that game. Josh was not good. You, you're heavily leveraged yeah. in both him personally and in the Bills. Yeah. What are your thoughts there? I he 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 played very badly Monday night. Um, the first pick wasn't really; it was basically an arm punt. He just yeah. Who cares? On the that, the so. third pick was very bad. The fumble wasn't really his fault, um, but like he he missed some throws. He just wasn't good. It's also from a turnover standpoint, like this isn't anything new. It was in prime time in a game everybody was watching. But anyone that watched last year, especially the second half of last year, this is nothing new. I think we even mentioned on the show, he was the preseason favorite to lead the league in interceptions. It's yeah. not like it's... Vegas knows. Yeah, not to, be, not to be known or anything. But there, do, at what point do we start venturing into maybe the Bills are just a little overrated? Yeah. Like a good team, not great team. Like the, the 13 seconds against the Chiefs, like obviously they were mm-hmm. loaded that year. Um, last year, a little bit of a step back, but I... They do have, as I guess, as good a chance as anyone else to win the Super Bowl, but Josh going to have to be a lot better. Um, and it's a rough time to be an AFC quarterback right now. Real rough. Maybe a little little bit less rough after like, Monday night. But All of them looked very good. Uh, I mean, Trevor was maybe – we can get to this yeah. later, but Trevor was maybe the guy that impressed me the he's, most. I mean, he's, Tua was very good, good, too. Yep, he was very good. Um, even Herbert in a loss was very good. Oh, I guess Burrow did not look good. Yeah, um, <laughs> but he also hasn't. That was his first action of the year. Like I know, I know a lot of guys get very minimal or even sometimes nothing. But like, 
He is coming in very, very fresh. And your fantasy league, if for some reason people are low on Burrow and Chase, just go get them and don't yeah, worry about it. Definitely. Um, what were your general thoughts on week one? Like, obviously, when Scott comes on and says seven hours of commercial free football and then goes to the Octobox, like, you get hype. Yep. But it was kind of a dull week other than that, especially that first slate. Wasn't a lot of scoring. Um, it was sloppy football, which with the one less preseason game has kind of started to be a theme. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. There, there were some surprises. I've, I obviously I was, I'm high on the Vikings this year. They did not look good. Um, the Browns Bengals, like I, I get Burrow missed all of camp, but that was they to say that the Bengals and really the offense and Burrow looked bad would be a gross understatement. It was they were terrible. He had I, I, 31 pass attempts and like 82 yards. It's hard to do. I mean, just throwing screens, I think you or I might be able to throw for 82 yards on 31 passes. Yeah. Um, I, wanna, I do want to push back on, on the Minnesota Vikings thing a little bit. Granted, they weren't playing a very good team, we don't think. But Kirk, Kirk Cousins played basically as bad as you could possibly play, and they were right in that yeah. game. And I do think the, the Bucks are going to end up being a better team than we thought. Um like you say, they they didn't play well, but I think there are better days to come for the Vikings and surely for your boy Kirk, which and maybe, it's very funny that he is now your boy. But like based on the eye test and that they lost 33 of 44, 344 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Like that's a He also fumbled twice though. Yep, you do that the whole year, he'll bleed probably the league in passing and be top 10 in touchdowns. Yeah. I think they might end up missing Dalvin a little more than they thought. Um, Madison was always one of those guys that's like awesome backup, mm-hmm. great handcuff to have in fantasy for when Dalvin misses time. But you're rolling with him the whole season. Could be a different story. Yeah, it's like a substitute teacher. Like Yes. Yeah, and the, and the defense, maybe a step back. But J.J. was awesome as usual. Jordan Addison looked good. They're, um, they're going to be just they'll fine, be fun. especially considering that, the, that, that division has gotten a lot of hype. So yes. far, I'm eh, on it. I mean, we can just touch quickly on pretty much every game. Um, Lions, Lions, Chiefs was the Thursday night game. I love this result what? because what has it done? <laughs> so obviously, as as a Tigers fan, most of my my followers and people that I follow also like the Lions. I'm not a Lions fan. There is so much hype and so much expectations. You know what they're gonna do. They are going to revert to form at some point. And people are going to be so disappointed. You, I don't know. You how don't think go, they'll make playoffs? I don't think so. I don't know how we go down this road every single year, but it's a delicious road that we just continually travel. I will say with them, I have them to miss the playoffs. What does make me nervous is say, say we're in week seven, and it's golf playing, you know, fine. With Gibbs behind them, Amon on one side, Jamison Williams on the other side. This Laporta dude look good at tight end. I'm not sure there's a game where they'll fail to put up points. No. Will they stop people? And they have a top two to three offensive line in football. It's very good. Their offense is, at some point, Jared Goff could turn back into a Jared Goff that we saw for a while in L.A. The thing is, is that's a franchise that finds ways to lose. And while he is an unbelievable motivator, I'm not sure your boy Dan Campbell is a um, tactician of the highest order, which sometimes that's what it takes to get a team over the hump. Um and both of those very good wide receivers have to be on the field. Yeah. And honestly, do we know Jamison Williams is a very good wide receiver? 
I mean, he's when he did, he showed flashes in the NFL last toward yeah, the end of last he's year. Shown, he's shown flashes. He, I think, awesome. is like a number two to a guy like Amon Ra. He mm-hmm. can be, yeah, nasty. No, no dispute in Amon Ra. Like I, I love him, but he's got to um, stay on the field though. Yeah. Um, Texans Ravens was an absolute snooze fest. Yeah, not on that one. I assumed Lamar would come out looking awesome, and he did not look good. Mm-hmm. J.K. Dobbins, of course, hurt yeah. out for the year. As someone who had had him on his fantasy team last year. At least now you know it's out yep. for the year, and you can just let him go. It's going to be Gus Bus and Justice Hill. It looks like rolling for them, which I is a, both of them in all, in all my leagues got them in zero. What's the point of losing week one if you don't get your first waiver? Um, I I landed Gus Bus in one, but is there a more boring than I'm starting Gus Bus this week? I mean, he'll grind out ten points, but that is just so boring to play Gus Bus. Yes, but every, every team needs one person yeah. that you plug in to try and get ten points. Um. But you did yeah. it last week with Adam yeah. Thielen. How much uh, worse could it get? Yeah, it can't get much worse. We'll get to Adam Thielen. Um, but I, I thought Stroud looked okay. Um, he looked not as bad as I was expecting. Nico How Collins looked good. Um, and Zay Flowers looked very good. Zay Flowers might be a stud. Odell, the same thing we've been saying for months. Isn't that good anymore, despite what everyone in the media wants you to think? True story. One time I tried to slide into Zay Flowers' as DMs. He How'd was that not go? receptive. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to blame him on that one. Um, <laughs> I, no more context. context. <laughs> uh, Panthers, Falcons. Um, yeah, I was I was forced to play Adam Thielen in this game. He's terrible. Bryce Young. I mean, I thought Bryce okay. Young looked decent. Falcons. Falcons have two good running backs. Yeah, they. I mean, granted, it was a red zone, but I think we saw Bijan lined up in the slot more than we saw him in the backfield. And he looked good. In Which the is slot. that's fine. And he Tyler can, Alligator is. I told you from the start, he's the more talented back. I don't think he's the more talented That's, back. Yes, I'm clearly joking on that. But no, I do think he is a very good back. Yeah, I like he he would start for a lot of teams. I'm a big alligator guy. He's he's a good player. Um, of course, Drake London and Kyle Pitts were absolutely MIA as usual. That had nothing to do with the quarterback. And Desmond Your Ritter. Boy Desmond Ritter. He, I mean, he's the same thing he was at Cincinnati. Yeah, he's just like he'll win games. It'll be boring. Whatever. Um, but, but yeah. at least, I mean they. Won the game, so that game was that game. Cardinals, Commanders. That game was that. Game. <laughs> Speaking of games, were that were that game. I can't tell you a single thing about game. Cardinals, Commanders. Uh, Commanders won. Um, the yeah. animation on Fox of Josh Dobbs was terrifying. Yeah, that. I was like, oh, they did him dirty. I was like, kind of just. That's what he looks, what like. He looks like. Yeah. Um, Jags Colts. We had this on the entire time. You want to talk about Trevor Lawrence? Probably. I thought Trevor looked good, and honestly, I thought Richardson looked good. Yeah, he did. Richardson looked more competent as an NFL quarterback in a game that was flowing both ways than any of the other rookies. I thought. I think he he's going to be a work in progress probably this whole year with throwing the ball downfield. Mm-hmm. They didn't let him do it very often. I think his average depth of target was like three or four yards. Um, that will probably continue. But if you have designed runs, if he can use his feet, you don't like we. We saw this with Justin Fields last year. Yeah. They didn't really let him sling it, and it still worked. And he's going to get a top five running back in the NFL back yeah. in three weeks. Um, yeah, I thought both teams looked – the Colts' defense did not look good. Um, though, I mean, Ridley ripped them apart. Say, Trevor having a true bona fide number one, uh, I mean, that that might be this year's hurts to A.J. Brown, you know, yeah. new connection. Um, yeah. Big, Ridley big looked fan. good. And honestly, hey, the, Ridley's one of us. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Was. For the brand. Hopefully. Um, the I mean, the Colts front looked decent, but like even on ETN's two big runs, like he got bottled up at the front, and then that back end of that defense is just so bad. Can't cover, they can't tackle. Um, but yeah, Jags, 
I would say are certainly the favorite in the AFC South. Um, and Lawrence is, has as good a shot as anybody to win MVP. Yeah, and it'd be cool to see. Niner Steelers was a snooze fest from the start. Christian McCaffrey remains very good. Brandon Ayuk had his day. Is Kenny, which it, is Kenny Pickett done? I never thought he was any good. Okay. Um, I I couldn't have been more out on Kenny Pickett from the start. I thought they only took him because he played a pit. Yeah, like that could very well be. Um, from a fantasy standpoint and even a prop standpoint, I think the Ayuk game it's going to be pull a name out of a hat Niners every week. Yep. It'll be Kittle some weeks. It'll be Ayuk. It'll be Debo. Um, it'll obviously be McCaffrey yeah, often. McCaffrey most weeks, yeah. Uh, the be- Elijah Mitchell will have his days. Like there's Elijah Mitchell's gone, I believe. Is he? No, I think he's still their backup. No. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll check. Elijah Mitchell is Browns, right? Still the Niners' backup. Who was back. the? Uh, oh, who are you uh, thinking of? I don't know. Don't know either. Um, but it's going to be pick a name out of a hat for the Niners. Elijah Moore. Elijah. Oh, he yeah, had the wide receiver. Yeah, we were pretzeling. We'll get to that game. We were pretzeling ourselves on uh, <laughs> non Amari Cooper wide receivers for the Browns. But um, yeah, Niners are very good. Certainly a Super Bowl favorite. Um, Titan Saints was the Titan Saints. Yeah. That was absolute disaster. It's fun watching Alave. He's a good player. Um, Alave was the only thing fun to watch in that game. Oh, and that was the game that that was determined that Taysom Hill was oh one yeah of the greatest football players of all time. If we learned anything. Another snooze fest, Raiders-Broncos. Very funny that even after all this, Sean Payton and Russ still lost. Sean Payton started with an onside kick that that there was a penalty. People were roasting him online. Like, that's fun. (laughs) People just hate fun. The Raiders aren't going to be good. The Broncos, I mean, Judy could be back as soon as next week. They'll be a little better. How much? A wide receiver can't make you that much better. I think both teams, third and fourth in that division. Um, Eagles-Patriots closer than I thought. Yes. I think the Eagles are maybe a little bit more of a work in progress than we thought they were going to be. Yeah, Patriots. They're going to get there. Patriots should have won that game, honestly, mm-hmm. a few times. Mac looked better. Um, out again, speaking from a fantasy and gambling standpoint, Kenneth Gainwell, who's been like their third string for it seems like our entire lives, got like the first 14, 15. Now they said they're working Swift in; he'll get more work, but didn't see that coming. No, I mean Gainwell out of the gate got a ton of work. But uh, Eagles, very good. I think that game was a prime example of why it's not always more fun to go to a game than to watch it on television. That looked absolutely miserable. Also a prime example of why more and more week one is turning into the final preseason game. Yeah. Tune up. Um, Honestly, if we were smart, probably just shouldn't bet on week one. Yes, correct. But that's obviously. But that's never going to happen. Um, This was a surprise. Ram Seahawks. Was it a surprise, though? I mean, based on last year, Rams based, were bad, Seahawks were bad, no Cooper Cup. Based on history, though, Gino gave us what I would expect out of Gino. Yeah, from the Seahawks side, JSN was more involved than I thought he'd be. Gino going back into a pumpkin is going to happen. Um, the running back split between those two is about what I thought it'd be. The Rams, um, so speaking from someone that has Cooper Cup in fantasy, I think they probably need to go 2-2 two and two for him to be a full go in week five. Which this was a good start. They're uh, halfway there. Win one of the next three, and I think he's a full go. In the meantime, this Puka dude was pretty good. And then we were a year late on the Kyron Williams yep. front. We sh- and this is on us. We should have seen this coming. Mm-hmm. McVay does this. He could- he was talking up Kyron Williams all last year, so it's clear that he liked him. Yep. And just when we thought we had a grasp on that backfield, and Cam started great last year, it's the Kyron Williams show. We should have looked at his odds preseason. 
like what what his over under for the season was. I can't believe we missed that. That was looking us right in the face. But congrats if you got him. If he was a free agent in your league, congrats if you got him. Um, I did not. Did not either. Uh, let's save that one for last. Ah. Let's do a. Let's do the other boring one before Cowboys beat the Giants forty to nothing. End of story. Nice. With Dak, I believe had six fantasy points. They didn't have to do to. anything. Yeah. Um, these two games, I think, are the fun ones to talk about. Dolphins Chargers, awesome game. Two teams I think are very good mm-hmm. and are going to be there at the end. Uh, Mike Williams lasted almost two entire quarters, which was awesome. I mean, <laughs> at this point, it's a little on you for having drafted him. Two quarters. You can't give me two quarters. Um. The one disappointing thing I'll say from the Chargers side was it was going to be Kellen Moore is going to let Herbert rip it down the field. Didn't seem to be a thing. No. Hopefully as Quentin Johnson becomes more of a thing, they let mm-hmm. him rip it. Um, but he looked very good even with, in a loss. With Eckler, I mean, he's already banged up. It might it might he change is, that, that thinking. He is already bit. banged up. But he looked very good in a loss. They got the ball back down two with a little under two minutes. And on I was texting Burns about this. The last snap – Herbert takes it in shotgun, and as he's catching the shotgun swa- uh, snap, gets swallowed up. So uh, I think Vic Fangio is now the Dolphins' d- defensive coordinator. He's a very defensive coordinator. If that defense – I mean, they still gave up 34 points to an already banged-up Chargers offense, but if they can be interesting on defense, that offense is nasty. Yep. I always think this is year Tyreek Hill is going to slow down. I think he's faster. I think he is too. He's a freak. He could break records this year. I still think they should have traded Waddle and all those first to go get Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> That's what the offense is missing. And, yeah, if they're running back, most will look fine. Jeff Wilson will probably take the reins when he comes back. It's almost it'll like be, running back doesn't matter. Yeah. it'll. But, like, Ty, they had bracket coverage on Tyreek, and he just runs by people. Cares not. It's They're fun to watch. Tua's going to have to stay on the field or it could all fall apart. But mm. um, And then the last one, this is the funniest game of the weekend. Packers Bears, unbelievably funny. With all due respect to all of all of our Chicago, we listeners. live in the Chicagoland area, but. so we hear this all the time. Bears this, Bears this. They've turned the corner. Justin Fields, DJ Moore, Rodgers is gone. It's like I saw someone on Twitter. It might have been Matt Fortuna. They were like, "Why did the Bears hype train? Basically, the Bears hype train went off the rails or went crazy for two reasons. You brought in a career." Pretty good wide receiver. Yeah, DJ Moore. Fair. I would say a very good receiver. I'd say pretty good receiver. Somewhere between those. Yeah. Um, like, certainly not first, second team all pro. No. He's a pretty good wide receiver. Pretty good wide receiver. And the boogeyman left the division. That's, That's the it. only two changes. And and <laughs> Justin Fields was probably going to take the next step. I don't. He did not. <laughs> it. I don't care what year we're talking. Justin Fields, he is dynamic runner. Um, he has a big arm. I'll give him he has a big arm. 2023, 2033, he's going to be playing it in the chest of defenders. That's if you if it gets to a point where they're trailing and he has to throw the ball, it's going to end up with the other team far more often than it should. That will never, ever, ever, ever change. I completely agree. And it was very funny. And then it got to a pick six. Jordan Love just coming into Chicago and doing the exact same thing Rodgers always used to do. I think he had three touchdowns. Uh, I, it was hilarious to me. It was so funny. Um, I'm not completely in on the Jordan Love thing. Oh no, I thought I thought he looked fine. I think it was more of a Bears thing than yeah, a Jordan definitely. Love thing. Um, I will be I'll be very interested to see what happens in in the coming weeks. Uh, I, I don't think there's any like 
reason to be alarmed about Jordan Love, but I'm not. I'm not there yet. It's something to keep an eye on. They passed obviously on Bryce or on any of these quarterbacks in this draft to stick with Justin Fields. They have their own one this year. And they have the Panthers one. You got to take Caleb Williams if you have the shot this year. You can't yeah. do it again. Definitely. Um, but that'll be something to keep an eye on. I don't, I don't think you can pass up Caleb in whatever your situation is. No. You find um, something to do with him. I saw a mock draft where Shador Sanders moved into the first round. They had the Niners taking him at 29. Uh, Mel has him, I want to say, top 10 on his big board. Wow. You want to just stay on the NFL topic? Yeah, we might, we might as well hit NFL lines. What kind we'll, of uh, – We'll circle back to college. So, tonight's game is Vikings-Eagles. Do you have a – Tomorrow night's. Tonight's game? <laughs> tonight's, <laughs> game tonight's game. Um, do you have a read on that? Um, what is it? Three and a half, something like that. Yeah, at Philly. Philly coming off a not great performance, but Vikings coming off a loss. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I was honestly, it one of your picks? It is not. Honestly, I'll I'll probably stay away from it. It's in my. Um, I'll start with a seven point teaser that I have because the Eagles are in it. Although I'm almost sure that I'm almost positive that um, DraftKings has a no sweat on Thursday. So obviously I'll have also some sort of. Extra I think. We're way off on that line. Um, while I look that up, that line, is, yeah, not it's seven. At seven, I might, I might consider the the Vikings. So I did a seven point teaser where it moved the Eagles to a pick, mm-hmm. um, the 49ers to a pick, and the Jets to plus nine. Who are the Jets playing this week? The Jets have oh Cowboys. The Cowboys, which. Nine's a lot of points. Right now, DraftKings shows the Cowboys is playing the Cowboys and the Cowboys being a nine-point favorite. (laughs) Uh, Talk about a mind pretzel. (laughs) (laughs) And the Niners play the Rams, who would move them to a pick against the Rams. Rams are not winning that game. Um, So really, you just need the Jets to not get blown out. Yeah, pretty much so. I like that. Um, I have, have, let's see, two lines and, and and a teaser. Give me the Bears plus three at Tampa. I feel like a little bit of regression both ways. I think Tampa might not be that good, and surely surely Justin Fields can't be that bad. I don't think they're going to be down the whole game, which plays in their favor. Uh, Chiefs minus three at Jacksonville. This is purely a reaction to the embarrassment of Thursday night. And they have both of their dogs back yep, for that game. That will certainly help. Um, and then I have a seven-point teaser. I also took the Rams. It was minus eight when I took this. So Rams, or excuse me, the 49ers moved to minus one. The Giants to plus two against the Cardinals. That I mean, that's just pure. That'll come into play for me. And I have the Cowboys uh, take them seven point teaser down to minus two, which I mean, they're going to beat the Jets by three points or more. Like that, that is as nailed on as I, as I think it gets. My favorite bet of the week is counting on two very good teams to rebound. Arguably three good teams to rebound. The Bills to just win. Who are they playing? Um, The Bills are the early game against the Raiders. like that. So you need the Bills to win at home. You need the Chargers to go into Tennessee and get a win after dropping week one. And you need the Giants to hold – Court or no to go into Arizona and get a win. That three team parlay just money lines pays plus two forty four. The only single I like, I think I'm going to ride with the Falcons at home plus two at home against Green Bay. 
Yeah, I like that too. If Watson plays, maybe I change my mind a little bit, but they don't they don't have a lot of pass catchers on that team. No. It they just I don't. I don't think there's any reason that the Packers should scare you in that spot yet. No. And I mean the Falcons are if Risman if Ritter plays somewhat mistake free quarterback, that's a good team. Yeah, definitely. Do you have a DF, DFS stack for us? I, I have two. All right, I'll go. Uh, you go first if you have two. Go back and forth. Bills. I mean, um, so either go, if you're looking to save some cash, just Alan Kincaid. Kincaid at tight end. So he ran the same amount of, basically same amount of routes as Dox, Dawson Knox, had the same amount of targets. Had like, that's week one. Week one. Imagine what that's Had four more yards. 16. And Knox was almost always in tight while Kincaid was in the slot. Give me that all day long. All day. Kincaid's role is only going to grow as long as he's eligible for the tight end spot, which I imagine he will be all yeah, year. Allen Kincaid, if you want to spend a little bit more money, go Allen Diggs Kincaid. Davis will be a little more contrarian. I'm just – it's been – honestly, it's been since that four-touchdown game in the Chiefs that since we've seen him be very good. He, yeah, he might yeah. just not be. Yeah. So, I feel like he's one of those guys that you take based on him being in that offense as opposed to like, oh, yeah, that's a special talent. Yep. All right. Um, I went with a Seahawks stack. I think there's a little bit of a bounce back. Um, this is Vegas's second highest scoring game of the week. Um, so I went with Seattle, also in a dome. Geno is 5,900 and uh, JSN is 4,500. Um, I like to have a lower price quarterback wide receiver stack like that. Um, I also didn't get my lineup in until like four minutes <laughs> after the deadline. So take that for a grain of salt. Um, JSN was more involved than I thought he'd be week one. Which maybe that doesn't bode well for for week two. I don't know. I think it. I think it. It does because he was hurt a lot of camp. You That's thought true. they would have. Yeah. Uh, and I also, uh, I love a Kadarius Tony bounce back. Oh, as geez. much as he has been dragged through the mud this week, surely Mahomes is going to do everything he can to write that narrative. Forty six hundred. You heard it. Here you first. need him to score because even last week with he didn't play a whole lot of snaps. He just really stood out when he played these snipes. I, I think they are going to force it to him in some sort of positive situation to get him going. I also you think need a, you, they absolutely need a wide receiver to to make it happen. I th- in season long fantasy, try to grab Rice. Hmm. He had a good week one. Um, he's probably the best athlete. I I can tell all of you right now. Sky Moore quit, trying to make Sky Moore happen. I was gonna say he is it's, definitely the most not Kadarius Tony or Sky yeah. Moore of the group. He Sky Moore's not gonna happen. My other one is you said you like cheap quarterbacks. How about a cheap quarterback and a cheap receiver? All right, hit me. C.J. Stroud, Nico Collins. Yeah, I'm out on that one. That Colts back end is so bad. Stroud looked pretty decent throwing the ball. Did Nico, he, did he though? He did. I think PFF had him graded fairly high. He looked he looked pretty good. I feel like every time I saw him, he was I mean he was running for his life, which is does, it's not a reflection on the on the play. It, the oh yeah, it gets way easier play. going from Ravens to Colts. True. Colts back end is terrible. Nico looked pretty. Woods is definitely going to be he's going to eat up a lot of that like tight end type work, yeah. move the chain. Nico's the guy you want. I I think I saw Nico had the second most unrealized air yards too on the week. If he can, okay, nerd. <laughs> if he can catch. The ball, which Nico, I mean, he's a good receiver. Athleticism's never been his problem. Hands, maybe a little bit more. I think that's, I would not be surprised at all if against the Colts, Stroud throws for three TDs and two of them are to Nico. Interesting. Um, that Colts back that definitely end. Definitely is not going to be a uh, high, high ownership. No, that Colts back end is so bad. Um, hmm. And also, if it doesn't cost you a waiver spot or much of your budget, stash Nico. 
keep a, keep a pin in that. I think he could be a number one, not a fantasy number one, the Texans' number one receiver right. the rest of the year, and he could be a serviceable week three in a lot of week or a wide receiver three in a lot of weeks. I think, especially by weeks, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah but I that's can see that. uh, that, that's my DFS. Bills and Texans are the ways I'm going to be going. There's also, I mean, it's not like it's gatekeeping, but if he, anyone goes to, so I am de- I'm a DFS OG. I started in like 2012 in New York. For as long as I've been doing it, Chipotle Attic has been wrecking people. Um, back in the days when I used to go, they used to give us badges, and like all of us that had above, above a certain amount had three stripes, kind of like a general in the army type thing. Sure. And it's basically the, the same. Thing. The less stripes you had, the less basically it made it easy for us to go look at the fishes and pick them off and head to head and go against them. Chipotle Attic and like Bales, who we both know, Pete Jennings, would avoid them at all costs. It'd be inevitable. I'd still end up against them sometimes. Someone, if you go to at Flare, F-L-A-R-E, the number four DFS, go to recent tweets. He basically breaks down like this is what Chipotle Attic does in a given week to win money. So like even Chipotle Attic, he put 23 lineups in the $4,400 Millie Maker. He didn't win any, but he got four of the top 10 spots. He cleared $340,000, um, and he does this every week. There's a reason that people like Bales and Peter and Chipotle Attic do this every single week. Some people are just smarter than everyone yes. else. Try to tail them as much as possible. Um, so, yeah, if you're trying to get into DFS, I would encourage you to check out that tweet and uh, see what you can do. Can we break down that I love, I love usernames just in general. They give you an interesting window into people's personalities to pin – what you want people to know of you on your favorite fast casual restaurant, it's a move. It's a move. And has never changed. I mean, now he has a reputation, can't change. Can't but, change it now. It's the brand. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a good view in. I'm very excited for DFS. I, one of my 10 lineups placed and it barely snuck in. So definitely lost money, but that's <laughs> what next week is for. <laughs> All right, uh, you want to hit college football real quick? It was kind of a bum week; yeah, like there wasn't a whole lot interesting. And honestly, this week coming up isn't particular isn't any better. Uh, but I do want to talk about the Texas Bama game because that was both fun and potentially impactful. Were you able to watch the whole thing? More or less. I only I saw most second half. Um, Quinn Ewers is a dude. Quinn Ewers, is Ohio a dude. State could use him. Um, you know who oh, isn't a dude? Jalen Milrow. He has the ability to make absolute magic, but most of the time, he just has no idea what's going on. Buckner's got to be pissed, right? He should be. Surely he will be involved in some capacity next week. You'd, he Don't you think at Notre Dame he'd get a handful of snaps a game? You, it's hard to take Hartman off the field, but it's such he's such a different quarterback. You'd what find, would a handful do? It would hurt. creative ways of using him. Yes. Bama's not even doing that. But Milrow is as good of a runner. As That's he is, the thing. Though. Like the creative way you'd use Buckner, Milrow's probably better at those. Things. I find a hard. I find it hard to believe that at this point in their careers, Milrow is making better decisions than Buckner. Surely Buckner is a better decision maker. I would think so too. And Buckner probably throws the ball a little bit better. But Buckner's top weapon is always going to be his athleticism and yeah. running the ball, which Milrow is just better at doing. I really think he would have been a better situation second round, but he followed Tommy. Speaking of, if Bama goes seven and five with this offense, Tommy could be the. Would he be the first OC under Saban to not work out? Probably. 
I mean, let's, seven and five is is a big swing. But Bama might eight be, and four. Bama might be. Yeah, I don't think that's that's unreasonable. That means Bama they only. Dead. I mean, you could lose three SEC games. You're eight and four. Yeah. Um, but and we'll. I mean, we'll get to this pick. Like LSU may not be as good as we thought. Mm-hmm. It's it was a bad weekend. Texas. There's every chance in the world they go thirteen and zero. You don't think somebody somebody will sneak one out just because non top tier teams lose games they shouldn't. That usually when that's the case, there's a pretty big not a pretty big, but there's a question mark at quarterback. That's true. They're, they they're never going to have that. Yeah, it's they're man, they they look pretty good, and obviously even them at twelve and one, they probably get in. I mean, they're they're getting they're in Texas. over any other one loss team, but uh, yeah. I other than that, I think Bama might be on the decline. Texas is obviously, and the move that the SEC is only going to help with recruiting yeah, and stuff. So they have they have Kansas State at home, good team. Uh, Oklahoma on what I'm assuming is a neutral site. That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. They're almost certainly going to win every game. Um, I mean one. One loss at the very most. Yeah. So yeah, you're probably looking at Texas in the playoff. Which this which year, for, for the last for the last year of being four teams, it could get real tight with four teams this year. Like last year, it was fair. I mean, TCU got in. Yeah. But I think this year it could get tight. Like a very good team, or let's say maybe not good, a very deserving team might be left out. Yeah. If if your boys or if USC find a way to to beat your boys and go undefeated. They're going to be in the mix. And um, if that's Notre Dame's only loss? they sh- I mean, they won't be in the mix just because a better team – or someone that beat them is also. But it but would be like one loss to them versus one loss. Ohio State potentially, Ohio, something like that. Which they would have a win over Ohio State. Yeah. Or a one loss SEC team maybe, which I don't – I'm not even certain that's going to happen. I don't – yeah, I, this might be the year there just isn't two SEC teams in, which makes it a little bit cleaner for the rest of the field. Yeah. And, and that would mean – Notre Dame really is the big domino to where if they have one loss, that means like USC picked up a loss or Ohio picked up a loss. Clemson picked up another loss. I mean, Clemson's out. There's no way Clemson makes the playoffs with a Duke loss. If Notre Dame goes nine and three and all three of those teams beat them, then it gets dicey on who gets in because you have a lot of good zero or one loss teams. Yeah. Um, It would be nice to not have two SEC teams in for the first time. It would. It would. Um, And it would be nice to have four deserving teams in. Honestly, it's been a very long time. It has been. Um, so my, I don't like my picks this week, but I have a future. I want you to put a pin in that we're one week away from hitting, putting a nuke on that. I, I will say at the end, All right. but well, uh, let's just, you have three picks. Yeah. I have, you start have and I'll, let's go one, 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 one. All right. Um, I like Penn state. They're 14 and a half point favorites, uh, going to Illinois. I don't. I'm not. I'm not in on Penn State yet. But you I sure? Am, I am out on Illinois. <laughs> in college football, 14 and a half is just not that big. If it were 13 and a half, I'd feel a heck of a lot better. I might even be willing to buy that and throw in a couple, you know, big time money or big money lines to try and cover the juice. But I'll, I'll take them at 14 and a half. I think that's. I think that's easy. LSU seven and a half. Mississippi State sucks. Uh, yeah. Their coach died. It's tough to. I'm also not convinced, though, that, that LSU's I don't think good. LSU's that good either, but, but I, I think they're eight points better than Mississippi State. Yeah. I think LSU could also very easily have an eight and four type of season, mm-hmm. which would be very funny. But I do like them. If it gets to seven, I will really lay into it. But as it sits now, it's seven and a half. 
And they are going to Mississippi State. This is my hammer of the week. Kansas State minus four and a half at Missouri. Give they, me give me that. Two weeks in, they've day. been cash. I, I think Kansas State is a good, good yeah. team. Um, what that means, I don't know. But I think they're a good team. I think some week one is still... I don't think this team is good, but they're better than what most people think, largely because of how last year ended in week one. TCU, Houston is not good. They barely survived they, Rice. I believe they yeah. ended up losing to Rice. Okay. Seven and Rice. a half is that number. That's, yeah. I like that. Again, once that gets to seven, and maybe I'll just do a parlay with TCU and LSU money lines. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, no pretty decent. Yeah, plus. All right, my last one. I have a seven-point teaser. Uh, Bama. It was 32, seven points moves it to 25 at South Florida, which why Bama's going to South Florida, I do not know. Oklahoma uh, moves it to 20 and a half at Tulsa. I mean, Tulsa. Uh, Ohio State, the seven points moves it to 21. They're hosting Western Kentucky. Um, And Michigan State is hosting Washington. It was 16. I'll take the seven, move it to 23. Um, It'll definitely be a circle of the wagons week for them. I don't think they're going to beat Washington, but I'd be surprised if there wasn't a pretty strong showing out of them. And 23 gives you a lot of leeway. My last one is Colorado, minus 23 and a half. I have been pretty wrong on them two weeks in a row. Colorado State's a very bad football team. Dion strikes me as a type that in state he's going to want to run it up. Yeah. And he's going to want to. And in your first year, why wouldn't you? Stat pads or pad stats. So here's the future I want to talk about before we get. We're wrapping with a documentary review, right? Yep. All right. Wait one week from now and put a responsible amount on Ohio State to win the national championship. They will get – why you have to do it a week from now. They lose to Notre Dame, that's out. Yep. They beat See, Notre Dame, the odds, odds change. The, because Notre Dame and them have fairly similar odds at this point. It's one way or another that you can't make that future after the Notre Dame game. Do it before. They have moved all the way to plus 1,200. Wow. Which you look at two weeks in, you still don't know a lot about teams. McCord could end up he – again, he doesn't have to be good. He has to be good enough. Yeah. And if they – you've seen how many Michigan-Ohio State games, you don't know who's going to win that game. It doesn't matter where it is. It doesn't matter the past. Ohio State could definitely go in and win that, even yep. with a loss or two. But if they beat Notre Dame, which is a definite possibility, they'll be favored. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to – Penn State and Michigan are the last two. They There's a chance with how tiebreakers work out, they could lose one of those and still win the Big Ten. So that gives you a little leeway. If they win both, obviously they're in. Mm-hmm. They get in. I mean, we saw last year – they that was the national championship game last yeah. year, the semifinal they game. Like almost They almost off. won that game. They, I mean, they had a field goal to pull it off. 12 to 1 is, I mean, there's extremely long. There's only, we're down to only eight teams being at below 25 to 1 odds. There's only eight left already. And that's crazy. I wonder, I wonder what that was compared to this time last year. And then USC, Penn State, and Notre Dame are the only ones with longer odds than them right now. I like that at 12 to 1. I'm just, it's, it's also an emotional hedge for me because mm-hmm. if, if they do come in and beat Notre Dame, which I would say there's a 59% chance that happens. Um, I'm, well, I'm holding a 12 to 1 ticket that all of a sudden is 8 to 1. Yeah. And then they beat Penn State, it's 4 to 1. They uh, beat so Michigan, it's 2 to 1. Cash it out then and get a fat payout. It's, um, 
I like it a lot. I mean, Texas and Florida State both flew up. Your boys are still up there. And then there's a break. Um, Ohio State, USC, Penn State, Notre Dame. And then you get to the also Rams. Florida Jordan. State was the team that we forgot to mention and the teams that could be there. Because who in the ACC is going to be challenging Yeah, them? they don't. Yeah, so they they will be favored in – they don't play Notre Dame this year. The Clint, they'll beat Clemson even if they do yeah. play them. Um, and then Georgia is still sitting at plus 240, which if you take Georgia at plus 240 right now, whatever. That's stupid. But <laughs> if it was Georgia of last year, sure, 240. That is such tiny odds for a team that we know very little about. That being um, said, I do think that they are going to win the title, and I would be very, very surprised if Ohio State did. But would you but, be very, very surprised if anyone else did? I know I texted you over the weekend. I thought only three teams could win it. Mm-hmm. I think that's now four to five. I for sure put Texas in there now. Yes, definitely. Michigan, and Texas, Georgia. Possibly Florida State. I'm not there yet, but we have a lot of time. So. Um, USC is very good on offense, but I, they're going to get bullied at some point. Mm-hmm. I think they have – my hot take is they roll in to South Bend with a loss already. Interesting. Regardless, they're going to have to get through a Big Ten team at some point to win the title, and whether it's us or Ohio State or even your boys, I don't, I don't think they would be able to take that physicality. But I think th- – they can drop the Notre Dame game, still get in, Maybe. if it's the only Depending one they drop. On what else? What, what else happens? Um, but yeah, I go ahead and just place that Ohio State. If if they lose to Notre Dame, sorry, but actually I won't be sorry. I'll be sorry for absolutely nothing. But <laughs> um, you'll have to burn that if they lose that game. And then again. Maybe not. You may, might not have to burn it. They run the table from there on out. Yeah. They're in. You're not leaving the Big Ten champ out, regardless of who they lost to non-conference. True. So I think it's a fairly low risk, potentially very high reward. That's Wait. How, that's how you make money gambling. Today is Thursday the 14th. Wait until Thursday the 21st or Friday the 22nd. Hammer it. I like it. What that's- do you think that line ends up? Um, Ohio State at Notre Dame. It, no one has it as far as I can see right now. I think it'll be very close to a pick I don't, but I I think they're still going to give Ohio State like four points or give Notre Dame like four points. That would be – I would I would hammer that. I thought six, but the way it's talking, I think it'll be closer to four. Um, futures, long shot champs, I don't like any of them. None of, none of these teams look very good. So stick to your top three or four that we mentioned. It's almost certain that one of those three or four teams are going to win the title. Um we never know. You never know. Um, let's wrap up with uh, Class Action Park. All right. So our our documentary for this week was Class, class Action Park. Uh, do you want me to set the stage a little bit? Yes. All right. So in the 1980s, there was a New York City businessman named Gene Mulvihill that bought a track of land, I believe in Vernon, New Jersey, something like that. Yep. Um, he decided that he wanted to make a park that was – Almost kind of choose your own adventure or choose your own speed. Um, it had uh, a water park. It had a motor park. And I believe there was something else. The motor park and the water park were the two main things. But basically, it was extremely dangerous. You know, you go to a water park and it's supposed to give you the illusion of danger, but you're not actually in danger. This one was just the danger. Um Over the years, I mean, basically everyone who ever went ended up injured in some capacity and multiple people died. 
Um, one of the main attractions was a, was a water slide called Cannonball Loop, which actually had like a loop-de-loop in the middle of the, uh, of the track. Um, there was a fella on the documentary that said that there are two places to experience nine Gs as a civilian. One was on a plane of some sort and on the Cannonball Loop at Action Park. Which the Cannonball Loop, in the testing phase, killed people. De- no, no, decapitated. Decapitated it, the, the. It decapitated people, and they're like, "Yeah, this this is cool. We'll roll with this." They found people would come down with uh, last, like when they did make it with lacerations on their their body when they made it to the end, and they were trying to figure out what happened. Well, apparently, the first people that tested it lost teeth that were lodged in the top, <laughs> and the people would scratch themselves on the teeth as they went through. Uh, it's also I love that they found some like. B to C list actors and actresses that grew up in the New York area time and remember going and their retelling was so funny. Sean Amalway tweet from uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah. Their retelling was so funny to me. It was like growing up, I definitely think it's a thing where I would have told my parents, oh yeah, we're going to some Six Flags thing and left out every other detail and then and ended up badly. You don't think Lynn would have sniffed that out? I think eventually she would have, but I think it could have rode. Well, I guess information wasn't as readily it wasn't. available. Like she would have had to physically go there or had another parent that something. Now, when people started dying, she would have sniffed it out, which we should say did happen. Did happen. Um, sounds like multiple people died in the wave pool, um, which sounds like it was just an absolute thunderdome. Sounds like it was also like a Woodstock situation amongst the employees. Yes, and like- nobody was, was overly concerned. Um, I think Gene the Legend is maybe where we should spend a little bit of time. I, <laughs> Go so ahead. this guy, um, I feel like the documentary kind of half portrayed him as like a visionary and half portrayed him as just this banana pants guy that was, was willing to try anything. Um, the one idea was, uh, he was, he was concerned with people going up the hill to go on the ride that hadn't paid for his, for their tickets. <laughs> so he had a fake branding stick that he had one of the employees pose as somebody that was like, you know, trying to get on the ride for free. He fake branded him and the kid like faked that he was dead. They called the stretcher on and like wheeled him out with the, the sheet over his head to try and like, you know, scare people off from trying to, to scam a free ride. It had backlash. <laughs> I, I mean, Gene's entire story is hilarious. Being a penny stockbroker, being accused of all the pump and dump schemes, like, this fits in perfectly. And basically, Gene with Class Action Park is 13-year-old Kyle sitting on his parents' tiny little computer playing Roller Coaster Tycoon. <laughs> like, that's what it felt like. Like, wouldn't it be funny if you just didn't complete this roller coaster and the whole thing went off and then we just hired 10 more janitors to clean it up? Gotta like, hire the janitors. <laughs> that's basically what happened. It was, he, he seemed to not care obviously other than lining his own pockets and it's just watching the first time i watched this i watched with my mother with lynn and like she loved it too she's like i just can't believe this went unnoticed like even you or i that know nothing about basically danger or roller coasters or we would eyeball these things as adults now barely adults i don't know about that and be like i'm not sure they should do that and they should they shouldn't have (laughs) they should Um, there was reference to that Trump actually almost invested in it, but pulled out because he thought that it was too crazy and dangerous. Um, 
So this was a very, very fun watch. Uh, There there were deaths, and obviously you don't want to make light of that, but some of the absolute ridiculous things that went on in this park, they sold loads and loads of liquor (laughs) near the motor park that had go-karts that they tried to take the restrictors off of. Um, They had boat races that people treated like bumper boats, but were not supposed to be bumper boats that they would flip all the time into a pond full of snakes. The wave pool that they basically took the restrictor plate off of. (laughs) We're like, we're going to make this a hurricane pool. There were people that pooped in. (laughs) It, and I'm not sure if you're if you know this or not, but we should tell people there's also a like Hollywood movie oh, called Action Park that knocked Johnny Knoxville did. That tracks. And that's, that's as natural a fit as it gets. Look at it, nice quick hour, 20 minute watch. Um, but uh, what is the plot? How does one make this into a, a movie? Um, DC, Johnny Knoxville, is the crackpot owner of Action Point, a low rent, out of control amusement park with dangerous rides. It is class action part. It is a story of Gene with Johnny playing Gene. <laughs> um, so I watched it when it first came out. I'm going to go rewatch it. So the movie actually came out first, and then mm. that was 2018. Class action part came out in 2020. But it's one of the more class action parts. One of the more fun documentaries to like anybody can just sit down and enjoy it. And it's uh, it's it sticks. I thought they ended it pretty well, kind of with comparing the generations, like the kids that grew up in the 80s. You know, like they are so fond of telling us, nobody cared about them. Yeah. The parents didn't even want to see them until after dark. Um, and then they, as the, what's what's the comedian's name that they, they kept showing? Chris? Uh, the one from The Office that tries to break Oscar's knees? Yes. Yeah, I don't know his anyway, name, but I know you're talking about. About how, you know, they get into their shrink's office and it's, you know, not all yeah. rainbows <laughs> and, and unicorns. Um but yeah, it was it was a really good one. Uh, which of the rides do you think you'd have been most keen on? I'm not a big rides guy. I would say I'm very, I'm pretty comfortable in water, so I think the wave pool would have been fun. I like the the Tarzan swing. The problem <laughs> is, and they did, apparently didn't tell people this, but it it went into a spring fed like it wasn't a pool. It was actually yeah. like, and it sounds like it was cold as balls, yeah. which that's not fun. Yeah. I feel like and, you, you find that out the hard way once. Yeah. It's people forget you land in water from Ashton Kutcher once told me in a movie, you land from water from a certain point. It feels like concrete. Some of those landings didn't look no fun. Yeah, definitely not for the next documentary. Jump to Netflix. Where do we stand on? Are we not doing bummer ones? We can do a bummer. Let's, let's not like, focus on bummer ones, like a big time bummer. I'll tell you the title of it, and you can probably guess what. The title is called Scout's Honor. Oh, boy. I'll skip that one. Let's skip that it's one. The top, it's the top 10 one right now on Netflix, but I think it would be a bummer. Yeah, I got a feeling. Um, what about the, the, the Jerry Falwell one? Jerry Falwell one. Junior. The, uh, Liberty, oh. the Liberty fella. Yeah, I can do that one on Hulu. I yeah. can do that one. Yeah. All right. What's it, what's it called? Do you remember? Um, I mean, I'm sure Hulu, if you just search. Jerry Falwell doc. It is called... God forbid. All right, yeah. Let's do that one for now. That one's week. very funny. I mean, as funny as it can be, but it is funny. Yeah, God forbid it is... I'm checking now to see if it was a series or a single doc. Oh, good call. It is single doc. Sweet. Yeah, single doc. So, God forbid 
running time is hour 49, but it's better than a five part series. So yeah, yeah. that's true. It's very funny. So right. we'll do that one next week. Picks. Um, and enjoy the the game tonight. Eagles Vikings. We'll see Kirk march toward his MVP run. Definitely. Well, good luck everyone. Hope all your all your picks cash, unless they're opposites of the ones we're taking. Hope your your guys get into the end zone this week. We will see you next week. Yep.